the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel, Defender of Zion. Shalom. Are you praying for our country, for Israel, for the Ukraine, and situations around the world? Let's talk about this today. Let's talk about this kind of prayer. Avinu Malkenu, our Father, our King. We begin this, this time in prayer because, Lord, we are praying and we are talking about prayer. And we're asking, Father, for your anointing to be on this program, to motivate, to uh, give people what they need in order to strengthen their prayer life, to give them uh, just an understanding of how important it is to pray and that, that it's your will. So, Father, we just come to you this day and look forward to how you're going to work in our minds, in our hearts, and that we would bring you all the glory and all the honor. We thank you and praise you. In the name of Yeshua, amen. Well, thank you all for those who have supported us. <clears throat> we certainly appreciate it. Uh, your emails, your letters, your finances, your prayers, uh, all is appreciated. And you can hear, you know, not only this message, but past messages. If you turn to heartofmessiah.org in your websites, uh, heartofmessiah.org. And we'd also like you to partner with us to keep us on this radio program. So your financial gift would help us stay on the air. Call our office at 813-831-5673. Ask for Karen. All right. Well, you know, most of you have friends who are Jewish or and and, and they're pre-believers. Uh, this is a great time to visit us and bring them. Come Friday night, Saturday morning, as I like to say, we're non-competitive with churches, right? So uh, check our website for times and locations, as we have four different locations. Um, Shoresh, S-H-O-R-E-S-H, david.org. And um, we love visitors, love to see you, love to see Jewish people come to know Yeshua as their Messiah. And, you know, the spring feast of Passover's only six weeks away. We'd love to have uh, uh, an opportunity to come to your church or Bible study or fellowship, uh, demonstrate or speak about Passover. 
it's one of God's appointed times. It's it's certainly filled with a tremendous amount of information, and and it it really will inspire you and strengthen your faith. So, uh, give us a call at our office eight one three eight three one five six seven three. You can also email me uh, with your thoughts, with your questions at rabbi at heartofmessiah dot org. So as we talk about uh, praying today for our country, for Israel, for Ukraine, situations around the world, we are really praying for freedom. And I'd like to start off with that. Freedom seems to be a tremendous issue these days, even in our own country. So here's a quote from the late President Ronald Reagan, and this came from his California gubernatorial inauguration speech, which was in 1967. And this is what he said. Freedom is a fragile thing and is never more than one generation away from extinction. It is not ours by inheritance. It must be fought for and defended constantly by each generation, for it is it comes only once to a people. Those who have known freedom and then lost it have never known it again. Wow. This is a sobering thought, and yet, you know, would you agree with me? It's true. So how do we fight for freedom in this country? Well, I know of two ways. One is we vote for biblical values, people who who have, not because we like them or dislike them, but we vote for people who value what we value. And uh, that's so very important. Secondly, we pray and we ask God for his grace and his mercy over our country and over our world. You know, God listens to our prayers. There are many examples in Scripture that should encourage us, like what God said to Solomon about prayer. This comes from Second Chronicles 7.12. Then Adonai appeared to Solomon at night and said to him, I've heard your prayer. And have chosen this place for myself for a house of sacrifice. If I shut up heaven, that there is no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, when my people over whom my name is called humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their evil ways, then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, and heal their land. Now my eyes will be open, my ears attentive to the prayer offered in this place. For now I have chosen and consecrated this house, so that my name may be there forever. My eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. Now, God is saying to the believers, as they are called by him, be humble, pray, and seek his face, and turn from our evil ways. Then he promises to be attentive to our prayers. Then he says he has chosen and consecrated this house, that his name may be here forever. We are that house. All those 
who have faith in Yeshua are that place, that house that has been consecrated to him and his heart will be with us perpetually, forever. Please know that we are that house. So important to know that. As we fight for freedom in our country and around the world, we must be unified in our intentions to honor God. When we follow God's scriptural admonition, we will see God do amazing things. So as we look at Second Chronicles 7.14 a little more, we first have to understand that we're called by his name. His name, it's the name that has authority. It's the name in whose name we pray. We are an ambassador for the living God. The name we should use is Yeshua, Jesus, or whatever language we are speaking that calls out his name. In, in Ephesians 1.21, He is far above any ruler, authority, power, leader, and every name that is named, not only in the Olom Hazeh, which means this world, but also in the Olom Haba, which is the world to come. And in Philippians 2, 8 through 10, it says he humbled himself. And there again, we see the word humble, even talking about Yeshua. Becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. For this reason, God highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Yeshua, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and on the earth, and every tongue profess that Yeshua the Messiah is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So Yeshua is Lord of everything. His name is above everything. And what a great segue because of his humility. We look at the fact in Second Chronicles 7.14. It says we are to be humble. We're to make God first and serve him. We're to be willing sacrifices for him. Humility also requires us not to be arrogant. We are to prefer others and their needs above our own. So like Philippians 2, 3 says, do nothing out of selfishness or conceit, but with humility, consider others as more important than yourselves looking out for not only for your own interests, but also the interest of others. Have this attitude in yourselves, which also was in Messiah Yeshua. We see also in Second Chronicles 7 that we are to pray, and I will talk about that in a moment. The scripture goes on to say that we are to seek God's face and turn from our evil ways. I believe those two things, they go together. When we care about ourselves first, we tend to wander into sinful behavior. But when we are... Um, when we want to be close to God, we have to push ourselves away from sin. It says in Isaiah 59, 2, rather your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. This is why humility is so important. Humility is putting God and man first and it keeps us away from sin. The less we sin, the closer we get to God. Humility is also a key ingredient to prayer, yet God is also calling us to fight. Fight in prayer. 
How do we combine humility with fighting? Well, we have to understand, like in 2 Corinthians 10.3, for we walk, though we walk in the flesh, we do not wage war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not fleshly, but powerful through God for the tearing down of strongholds. We're tearing down false arguments in every high-minded thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We are taking every thought captivity to the obedience of Messiah. So this is why we can pray and fight at the same time. Are you ready to fight through prayer? Are you ready to fight the battle that God has called you to fight? Not the battle of your emotions, um, but uh, the, the battle that God is calling us to. Well, with that in mind, let's talk about the biblical basics of praying for our nation, for Israel, for Ukraine, for our world. Now, first, in my opinion, what we have to do is that we have to understand that God does not really hear, that's what scripture says, the unrepentant and the rebellious. So we, we've got to check ourselves first because it says in Psalm sixty six eighteen, if I had cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. So as we begin to pray for our nation, have a repentant heart and be respectful for those in authority so we would not be considered rebellious. The Bible teaches that God blesses those nations that keep his standards of justice and righteousness. It says in Proverbs 14.34, righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a disgrace to any people. It also teaches that God will discipline nations that defy his standards. And we see this in Isaiah 60, verse 12. For the nation and the kingdom which will not serve you will perish. Those nations will be utterly ruined. Our nation has clearly violated many of God's moral standards. You might be thinking that, for example, Russia is worse than us. However, the way God works, he wants to deal with us first, and then we can pray for others. The Bible gives us examples of individual believers who saw the sins of their nation confess those sins to God. So for an example, Nehemiah 1, uh, 5 through 7, this is Nehemiah's prayer. Adonai, God of heaven, the great and awesome God, who keeps the covenant and loving kindness with those who love him and keep his mitzvot. Please let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer of your servant that I am praying before you today, both day and night, on behalf of your servants, the B'nai Yisrael, the, the children of Israel. I am confessing the sins of the children of Israel that we have sinned against you. Yes, I and my ancestral house have sinned. We have acted very corruptly against you. We have not kept the deeds, the commandments, the statutes, nor the rulings that you have commanded your servant Moses. Look, when the ancient nation of Judah was returning to the Lord... They also prayed. Here's another example, also from Nehemiah 9, 16 and 17. They said this to the Lord, 
But they, our ancestors, became arrogant. They stiffened their neck and did not obey your mitzvot, your your commandments. They refused to obey and did not remember your wonders that you did among them. Instead, they became stiff-necked and in their rebellion appointed a leader in order to return to their bondage. But you are a God of forgiveness, merciful, compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. Therefore, you did not abandon them. God commands us to pray for all men everywhere, and especially for our national leaders, with the overarching goal that we would see peace and we would see salvation. We see this in 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 4. Therefore, first of all, I urge that requests, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made on behalf of all people for kings and all who are in authority, so we may live a peaceful and quiet life in all godliness and respectfulness. This is good and pleasing in your sight of God, our Savior. He desires all men to be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth. So, Holy Scripture teaches that Hasatan, Satan, binds the hearts and binds the minds of the lost, that we should pray for their release from that bondage. And this is why oftentimes we will come against Hasatan or the enemy or whatever you call him, the devil, and in the name of Yeshua, we want to break that bondage. And, and it talks about this in Second Timothy 2, uh, 25 and 26. It says, let him give guidance with humility to those who are in opposition. Perhaps God may grant them a change of mind leading to the knowledge of truth. Then they may regain their senses and escape the devil's snare in which they had been held captive by him to do his will. We also see it in Isaiah 61. We're anointed to set the captives free. And this is a spiritual thing where we have to pray and and just command in the name of Yeshua that the enemy would leave the situation, that the enemy would be defeated, the enemy would be uh, just that every aspect of this enemy, every ploy would would be gone in the name of Yeshua. So Yeshua taught that we should pray even for our enemies. And we see that in Matthew 5, uh, verse 44. The Bible teaches that we shouldn't be anxious, you know, about the world situation and everything that's going on even in this country. But instead, that we should present our requests to God with thanksgiving, which results with God's peace, which we find in Philippians 4, 6, and 7. We see that very thing, that this is, we are to pray. So in light of all these truths from God's word, let us look at prayer. And as I mentioned before, I believe very, regardless of if I'm going to pray for the world or Israel or any, any even our country, I start out with personal prayer. And personal prayer means that I want to be right with God. And before we pray for others, 
we need to know that we ourselves are right with him. So we bring to mind any sins in our lives, in our heart now or, or over the past whatever time, and we confess those sins to God. And, and we bring those sins, and specifically if we can, and we ask for forgiveness and cleansing and agree with God about this sin in a specific manner, not a general manner. So once we've done that, I also like to pray for the body of believers. Now, the body of believers need to repent because we have been part of the division. And, and you know, there are many other areas, depending on who, what part of the body it is, but there are many things to repent about. And, and really call for a return to the Lord. And congregational leaders have to be courageous and wise and faithful in their proclamation and their counsel and their teaching. So we need to pray for congregational leaders to be who God wants them to be. And then we look at our country nationally. We should start by repenting for the sins of our nation. So here are some of the examples. The destruction of millions of babies through abortion. That has got to be the, one of the most heinous crimes that our country commits, has committed, and still commits. And Lord, we just pray against this in the name of Yeshua. Also, to repent the sexual immorality that is common in, inter- in, in, in the entertainment industry and really all throughout our country and in so many relationships. The fact that we tolerate and in many cases promote sexual perversion. The, the dependency on material things and failure to trust God for physical, economic, and national security. These are all things to repent about. The disregard of God's standards for marriage and and family living and just gender identity. and, And there's so many other things that you can add that we need to pray uh, for repentance about. And then we're to pray for our leaders. This week, President Biden gave his address, and my heart is for him. He says he believes, but my heart is for him to have a Damascus Road experience. And then after that, spiritual growth. Well, there's a lot more to talk about, and we will definitely talk about it next week. We we want to get into prayer in, in a deeper manner. This was sort of an, uh, a broad overlook. If you would like... Uh, some booklets emailed to you on how to pray for this country and how to pray for the world, just email me. We'll send them out free to you or call our office, certainly. If this program's important, please help us with a financial gift. Again, uh, you can email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org or call our office at 813 813- Eight three one five six seven three. Also, we'd like to teach 
That may be your Bible study or fellowship or uh, even the, your church about Passover and, and the spring feast or the fall feast, any of this or, or many other things that we can talk about, uh, just Israel. So uh, set it up, help set it up for us. Again, contact us. We, we'd love to speak to you. And once final thing, we love visitors. Please come visit us. Let's close in prayer. Father, give us a heart for prayer. Give us a desire to spend time in prayer, not a minute, not five minutes, but if need be, hours, but certainly a half hour to an hour a day, Lord, praying for your will to be done. I pray for all those who are listening to me right now that they will grow in their desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah, who absolutely prayed as well. And I pray this prayer in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, the Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.